You ready? I'm ready. Go ahead then. Well, it's mine till you start. <laughs> That's the order we do things. Welcome, North Star Community Podlet. Welcome, North Star Community Podcast listeners. This is Scott. And this is Teresa. We are sort of going to bring you a message recap. Yes. We're not sure how this is all going to work out, but you know, there is this thing called delete. (laughs) Um, This weekend's message, I think, uh, in trying to process it before we started, felt a bit impromptu to Teresa. No, I I didn't say that. You planned it, but you felt like it wouldn't translate into podcasts very well. Well, I felt like anytime it's almost an overplanned message, I think that's what I would say is Mm -hmm. like overstructured. It not was, overplanned. It was Can structured. anyone ever overplan a message? But it was overly structured, which I sometimes find more challenging. Than I think you tell me that I overplan my messages. Well, you do, but we this this podcast isn't about your shortcomings. <laughs> <laughs> the whole message uh, it was unique. It revolved around a prayer by uh, one of the Thomases, Thomas Keating or Thomas More. No, uh, Father Thomas Keating. Thomas Keating. Mm -hmm. The welcoming Um, prayer. The welcoming prayer. Right. For those who are unfamiliar with it, why don't you just go ahead and read it in your best actor voice? Oh, I love this. I do feel like I need more makeup to read in that form, though. I'll try. Okay. Uh, It goes like this. And I think there's a ton of great stuff in it. Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know it is for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of power and control. I let go of my need for attention, esteem, approval, and pleasure. I let go of my desire for security and survival. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person, or myself. I open to the love and presence of God and God's action within. Amen. And that's the prayer, and I kind of did a message off of said prayer. I um, have a lot of pet peeves Okay. life. You know this about me. I do know. You have many pet peeves. And one of my pet peeves is cliches and overgeneralizations. Yeah. Now, the recovery community has both some really good cliches that I really appreciate. And what's I would your, say what's your favorite I would say they're more like uh, mantras. Yeah, what's your favorite recovery mantra? Um maybe something like one day at a time. Yeah. You know, something that's objectively true that doesn't oversimplify right life experience, right. the reality of life. Um, Are you going to dare to nitpick Father Thomas Keating's work here? I'm doing the opposite, actually. Oh, okay, cool. Um, 
one of, I don't know if it's a recovery cliche or a faith community cliche. Maybe you can uh, point me to the source. Or maybe you'll remember. Um, but I have heard, I've heard people say uh, this one many times, which is the world is exactly as it should be at this moment or something like that. Okay. I hate that so much. I can't even explain to you how much that saying bothers me. I don't even think you need to explain it to me. I think you, I know why you hate it. Okay, go, tell me why you think I hate it. Okay, well, pause while I go get my turban and crystal ball. Okay. Okay, I'm back through the magic of podcasting. Great. Um, well, and this would be projection on my part, but the reason I hate that phrase is because if you believe that everything is exactly as it should be right in this very minute, then it doesn't really sound like much of a call to do something to make things a little bit better or to tell the truth when things are really Can you say on podcast? No, please stop cursing. It's so much effort to fix. Okay, so let me just redo it. Pause. Um, I really think that... Um, the phrase itself could lead to reduced consciousness about what needs to change or reduce inspiration to do something, to be helpful, to make something different that day. And I don't even believe it's true. So it's like I get why it exists. It's like you're trying to push somebody towards acceptance of a difficult thing. But you don't have to push somebody towards acceptance by using a phrase that indicates that nothing's wrong. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem I have with that because acceptance by definition or by implication is presuming that something's wrong, right? I don't have to ever enter into acceptance of the fact that we scored tickets to a UVA basketball game. Because I love going to UVA basketball games. Right. You have to accept things that you are powerless over that are happening to you or around you that you would rather not have done. Yeah. And and any other look at acceptance, uh, you know, is is not grounded in reality. So I, I really like things to be grounded in reality. That's a personal pet peeve of and mine. And I like acceptance. I just don't think that you have to, I mean, it's just, it's a fantasy living phrase. It's about denial. It's not about reality. And and because of that, it's not, it, it's ultimately, if you take it very literally, which right. maybe people don't, I don't know. But if you take it very literally, it's not about acceptance at all. It's about denial. Yeah, I agree. With because that. there's always things that are, that are not as they should be about the world. Right. Now, I also get that people are bad at identifying what those things are. You know, somebody who uh, it, takes their kid to therapy because he uh, leaves wrinkles in his, in his comforter when he makes his bed, you know, that's not, <laughs> that's somebody who, who has falsely identified what's wrong with the world. Right. Right. right, right. And people are often doing that. People are often identifying the wrong things to focus on. Right. Right. So that's that's very real. And I get that. That's a whole separate conversation, though. 
Yeah, I don't think that phrase really solves that problem for anybody, right? No, it doesn't. I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to be as generous as possible to, like, somebody who was using it. You know, like, I could see somebody using that mantra with the dad who takes his son to therapy because he leaves a wrinkle in the mat in the comforter, right? Right, 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 like, right, right. I could see that being a mantra for a situation like that. Well, you're trying to move somebody who's extremely in one position towards the middle. Right. Uh, I just think there ought to be better ways to do it. And I, I there actually... There are better ways to do yeah. it. And that is my whole point. It's yeah. like, that is all I could think about when you were going through that prayer this weekend. I got to hear it twice, once a little bit from a distance because I was had the baby in the other room, but I could <laughs> still hear it. Right. Um, and I thought, like, this is what the world is as it should be, should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, I like the open-hearted generosity of the first line. You know, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I welcome everything that comes to me today because I know that it is for my healing. Right? I mean, that's an open-hearted generosity, which is a great counterbalance to me who tends to be paranoid and suspicious. Yeah, I mean, I, um, that's maybe the one line that I would nitpick. You know, obviously not everything that comes our way is healing. But um, I think that what I like is the idea that if you fight what's coming your way, healing is not going to be possible. Well, yes, and the to to give a gentle support for this line, although I don't have a dog in the fight, um, is the idea that so this is what I like about the line. I like about the line the fact that it starts me thinking right from the beginning that each day I am in need of healing. And that there is a potential for that to sort of be lived out in my day. And that's probably going to be more likely to come from open-hearted generosity than clenched fist and paranoia. So I like the reminder that I am continually given the opportunity to choose that which is either healthy and healing for me, as opposed to these habitual patterns of thinking and seeing that I'm going to unconsciously do if there isn't something that forces me to awareness that that's what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. My, yeah, my, I would not deny any of that. My point is just that, you know, for instance, we both know somebody who's going through something incredibly difficult right now. Yeah. And we know that's, that is not for his healing. Right. Now, that's true. We know that, um, there are like, that, that there are paths towards healing as a result of what's happened. Right. Well, and you would never suggest to this person who's suffering that this is a time that he should be focusing on his healing, right? Right. Like... In fact, um, I suspect what you would be saying to anybody in this situation is, 
Okay, all we're trying to do right now is keep your options open. I don't know if you said that or not, but I could imagine by not doing more harm. Yeah. You're in free fall and not doing more harm in the broadest sense of the word is the best you can think of in terms of being a healer (laughs) in that situation. So, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. But I think, um, you know, it's, it's like, um, it's probably not a good idea to talk about, uh, negative life circumstances in terms of control in some ways, but like you, you, there's like, I'm going to, I'm going to distinguish just for the sake of trying to make this subtle point between powerlessness and control. Okay. And when something very difficult comes your way, the powerlessness and lack of control is magnified when you fight it. Right. But when you, if you can posture yourself in such a way as to welcome it or accept it, right, then you have subverted the typical dynamic which is I'm going to fight this as hard as I can, which is going to amp up my frustration, which is going to amp up my anger, which is going to amp up my anxiety. Right. All of these things. It's like you are you are doing nothing but creating a Tasmanian Devils type scenario of just spinning and circling and cycling and, you know, whereas the acceptance piece ends that's that chaos. And opens up room for asking um, what it is my responsibility in the day. Right. So when you're focusing on control, you know, you're doing all sorts of things to see where you're going to have to flex your muscles and exert power to, which distracts you from the stuff you're really responsible for. Mm -hmm. So I always like thinking about responsibility and... um, and I think as we get further on into this prayer, uh, there are some very specific suggestions that I think help us um, do just that. You know, the other thing about this prayer, this welcoming prayer, is it really uh, highlights in a way that I've been, uh, you know, studying and teaching and thinking and pondering and practicing the fact that each one of us, I think, has different ways we resist and not welcome. Mm-hmm. And if you and I resist in different ways, I might not even realize that's what you're doing. Um, so it would be hard for me to uh, – uh, what would be the word? I mean – like accountable is not quite the right word, but it, it might be hard for me and others who might have an opportunity to speak into your life to understand really what we should be speaking. Um, and I think that uh, speaking into if it's something different and we don't recognize it for what it is, which is resistance. Yeah. So I think that, you know, when it talks about I let go of my desire for power and control. 
I let go of my desire for various forms of affection, esteem, etc. And I let go of my desire for uh, survival and security. Those are three very particular and different ways that people resist. Say more about that. Well, you know, I I think about um, I think about how each of us has our own, you know, our own set of false strategies for getting by. And be, be explicit, because I think. Well, like for me, that line that I really need to listen to is survival and security. I let go of my desire for survival and security. How is that a way of resisting? What are you resisting and what does the strategy do for you? Well, I'm feeling I'm going to give you this example, but I feel a little nervous about giving it because I know how crazy it sounds. Um, this is exciting. This is this is where if you've zoned out for the past few minutes, this is where you tune back in. Okay, so tune back in. I know no, not not you. I'm talking to the listeners. Yeah, I know. I was repeating. Mm-hmm. Um, so this sounds really crazy. So what I want to say to the listeners is, you've got your own form of crazy. Don't judge me, right? <laughs> but defensive. So one of the, yeah, I'm resisting. <laughs> So I let go of my desire for survival and security. Um, I am very safety conscious and um, worry about safety. And so one of these weird things I've noticed about myself of late is that I worry when I've got one of my grandchildren in the car about going over bridges. Now, not every bridge, just bridges that have water underneath them. <laughs> what are the other kinds of bridges? Well, just regular bridges like overpasses. You think you'd have a better chance of falling and surviving off a bridge that had no water underneath it than one that did? I don't want my grandchildren to drown. Right. So You'd rather them blow up? <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to blow up if we go over an overpass. They're going to land on the tires, and their very secure car seat's going to keep them safe. Ugh. So anyway, I have thoughts about going over the bridge and what I need to do to act in a certain number of seconds. And it's possible that I might even open the skylight in my car and it is also possible that maybe i've checked to see if i can get out of it through the roof (laughs) this is crazy it is crazy and i've even got a tool in my car for breaking you know cutting seat belts and stuff and like i've got a plan for action Mm -hmm. right now this is a stupid example but it is real life the thing of it is is that is that is resisting reality far better that I live in the moment and just pay attention to my driving when I go over the freaking bridge. Right? That's It's just a crazy distraction. Yeah, paying attention's one option for sure. And it's it's a resistance to what is. It's it's worst case scenario planning. It's it's Yeah, it's the worst kind of worst case scenario planning. I'm it, on board with a little bit of worst case scenario planning. Well, but it's 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 fantasy living. It's not living in reality. I mean, what are the odds? Mm-hmm. It's a little grandiose. Yeah. I mean, 
far more likely that they fall down the steps at my house than that we get tossed off a bridge into water, right? True. But, I mean, I don't think I'm alone in this. I think that there are people who resist their feelings. They resist their thoughts. They resist accepting other people for who they are. Um, when when placed with clear evidence that people are teaching them who they are. I mean, I do all that stuff, too. I think in, in more concrete language, it's just that people resist accepting what is actually happening to them. Yeah. And you come up with false strategies, like you said, and, and some of them are detailed in that prayer. You come up with these false strategies that make you feel better about the way life is. Right? Yes, but only in your imagination. Like me having an exit plan for my grandchildren right. in the not car good, is not any not a, indicator that I'm a good grandmother. It's a false comfort. It is the, a false those, those strategies are a false comfort. And that's right. why, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of those. And you're right. And we all do them. And I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of something equally embarrassing because um, I'm tr- not not because I don't think there is one because I think there is and it's just not coming to mind at the moment because I I wasn't prepared. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, I'm not. Well, I'm not I can think of, of a few obsessive things you do. Okay. Uh, I can tell if you're not doing well. If I come in and you're watching a golf video. <laughs> uh, one of the YouTubers? Yeah. Um, I, I think maybe somebody might. Like zoning, like I completely zone out. Yeah. Yeah. Or I think, you know, really needing to play a video game. Uh Cue the Andy Gullihorn song for this one. Um, you know, I, I think that's the way a lot of people zone out. And and I've seen you play in Tiger Woods with Nora sitting on your shoulders. <laughs> there was another parent in the room for that. That is not. Well, I'm just saying. I don't do it with video games. I do play video games and I may, that may be a way I zone out, but I will not. I absolutely don't abdicate responsibility to go play video games. No, I wasn't saying that. Yeah. Um, and and I think um, I think there just a very various ways we do it. So I think the the all the middle of the prayer is all about that. But what I really love about this prayer is the beginning and the end. So if you take the first line, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yep. I open to the love and presence of God and his action within is an extremely beautiful prayer that is always on time. Mm-hmm. Because all this other filler lines, uh, which I don't think Father Keating thought of them that way, <laughs> But they're all ways that um, they're all ways to remind us of why we need to open to uh, God's action within us. 
Yeah, it reframes, you know, hearing it that way reframes the beginning for me. Mm-hmm. You know, wherein what you're welcoming is not um, everything that happens, but you're welcoming right. God's action and any, any, any form of God's action in your life is, is ultimately for healing purposes. Right. So, I think I would be okay with that. I think I'd be really on board with that. So if you think about the last line, you know, I'm open to the love and presence of God and God's action within, and then you go back to the extended ver- f- first line uh, that comes to me today because I know it's for my healing. What that opening stuff is really talking about is God's action within. Right. It's not about. Um, it's not about any kind. It's not about. General, gener, it's not generic. It's not it's, about general life circumstances. It's, it's not it's about being very, patient at the at the intersection when somebody blows through a yellow right. light. You, you are know? you are specifically welcoming right. in the spirit of God. You are. This is a prayer that specifically welcomes in the spirit of God, and the middle stuff is places where uh, our very particular ways we resist are sort of called out and named. Yeah. And so I I really, really love this prayer. Yeah, I found it very moving. Um, you know, it's funny. Our services can last a wide range of times. I mean, generally they're an hour, right? But, like, we've had ones that have lasted close to 90 minutes. We've had ones that have lasted 45 minutes. And this is one of those ones where this is not to take this is going to sound not how I intend it, but the the prayer itself is so powerful. I felt like you probably could have stood up there. I'm glad you didn't do this. Okay. But I think you could have stood up there and read it and sat down and everybody would have stayed silent and we would have played the closing song and it would have been a 30 minute service. And everybody would have felt like it was one of the best ones that had ever been. Certainly the introverts would have enjoyed it. Well, it's not. (laughs) I'm kidding. uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But yeah, I think that that's right. I think that that, I think it was, it was really quite the thing. You know, I could never do that though, because of that time we were in church and somebody, a guest preacher got up and read the whole book of Hebrews. That's very different beast from reading <laughs> one prayer. That's, but uh, I always said, how is that for the ultimate not preparing? And why in the world would you choose to read the whole book of Hebrews? Do you know how many you know, chapters there are in the book of Hebrews? There's at least 12, maybe, f- yeah. I mean, why not Titus? You know, the funniest part about it is not only is it not preparing— but it's like putting yourself above criticism, too. Because yeah, how, how can you how get up and you, walk out in the middle of Hebrews? How can you criticize somebody for reading the Bible from the pulpit, right? It's like, it's Clearly like we did. super lazy and like super narcissistic at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a rare combo. Well, at least I, narcissists generally get stuff done. I, I, I do remember... Sitting there thinking, okay, he, he's going to stop at some point. There's a point to this. But no, there wasn't a point. He just read the whole entire book, and then he sat down. 
Man, church plants are crazy as can be. So, so yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to read something and just sit down because it'd be too triggering. But <laughs> if I ever were, this would be well, one of those. You just can't things. choose something that's like a hundred pages long. Oh, you know, gosh. if you if you just read something short, you know, that's pretty safe territory. I was trying to get with the program with the Hebrews thing, but he lost me after the third chapter, frankly. Yeah. Anyway, that's yeah. what we talked about, the welcoming prayer by Father Thomas Keating. Do you uh, do you mind reading it one more time? Not at in all. In closing? No. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I welcome everything that comes my way today because I know it is for my healing. I welcome all thoughts, feelings, emotions, persons, situations, and conditions. I let go of my desire for power and control. I let go of my desire for attention, esteem, approval, and pleasure. I let go of my desire for survival and security. I let go of my desire to change any situation, condition, person, or myself. I open to the love and presence of God and God's action within. Amen. Right about now, you're going to start hearing music. And that music is going to be courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions, which can be found on the web at sessions.blue. If you don't know anything about who we are or what we do, and you just found this podcast somehow, you can learn more about us at www.northstarcommunity.com. We are a recovery ministry, some say a recovery church, located in Richmond, Virginia. And that's it. We enjoyed being with you today. Uh, We thank you. Uh, for listening and we look forward to doing this again next week.